It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Why have so many influential people been quoted on common sense? Why have some of the world's most influential writers, speakers, politicians, leaders, philosophers, even scientists, discuss the meaning of common sense? I think it speaks to how interested people are on the subject, how profound a term it is, and how it impacts the way people think. As a matter of fact, that really speaks to the heart of it. The way people think, which is as perplexing as it is fascinating. James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, talked about common sense. He said, philosophy is common sense with big words. Madison was called the father of the Constitution for his critical role in drafting and promoting the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights. What's interesting is that Madison was well-educated that he would downplay, in a sense, the meaning of common sense. Maybe not downplay, but certainly simplify the meaning of it. Then there's Voltaire, the French Enlightenment writer, historian, and philosopher. He spoke about common sense probably around the same time Madison was talking about it, probably sometime in the early 1700s. Voltaire coined the phrase, common sense is not so common, a phrase which has been repeated and and rewritten in various forms many times. Uh, For example, I wish common sense was more common, and common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. What's interesting is that Voltaire and Madison were practically polar opposites in terms of experience and personality, but they both mention the same subject within the same time period. Another writer who was interested in common sense was Ralph Waldo Emerson, who would have been more like Voltaire than Madison. Ralph Waldo Emerson is quoted as saying, common sense is genius dressed in its working clothes. In other words, common sense is intelligence in action. Around the same time period that Voltaire and Madison would have spoken about common sense, another popular early American, Benjamin Franklin, is quoted as saying, Common sense is something that everyone needs. Few have, and none think they lack. It's kind of an expansion on what Voltaire said when he said common sense is not so common, except Ben Franklin was adding that no one thinks they lack common sense. Everybody thinks they have it. Then there's another interesting quote that came a little later from Gertrude Stein. Gertrude Stein was also a writer, and she said, very interestingly, everybody gets so much information all day long that they lose their common sense. What's interesting about that Gertrude Stein quote is that she lived in the early 1900s, long before the information age that we currently live in. Imagine what she'd think in today's age of internet and social media. Robert G. Ingersoll somewhat mirrored the sentiments of Ralph Waldo Emerson when he said, It's a thousand times better to have common sense without education 
than to have education without common sense. Even though Ingersoll and Emerson had very different interests, they're both very well educated and shared a common belief on the practical value of common sense. The idea of practical common sense thinking is something that's echoed by John Donald G. Smith, the business and finance expert, who said common sense and education are highly compatible. In fact, neither is worth much without the other. He took it a step further by saying that education and presumably intelligence don't have much value without common sense. It's a powerful assumption as well as a clear warning. Then there are those who compared common sense to science. Willard Orman Quine is quoted as saying, Science is not a substitute for common sense, but an extension of it. Interestingly, Willard Orman Quine is regarded as a philosopher, but also a teacher of logic and something called set theory. Set theory is a branch of mathematical logic that studies sets, which informally are collections of objects. Although any type of object can be collected into a set, set theory is applied most often to objects that are relevant to mathematics. If you've heard me talk about the Pythagorean theory and how that looks when you form a triangle out of squares, you know what I'm talking about. The language of set theory can be used to define nearly all mathematical objects. If you study this further, it perfectly illustrates common sense in visual form, meaning the raw truth of mathematics in visual form. Thomas Henry Huxley was another one who compared common sense and science. He said, science is simply common sense at its best, that is rigidly accurate in observation and merciless to fallacy and logic. Interestingly, unlike Willard Orman Quine, who was a philosopher, Huxley was a biologist, yet he echoed the same reasoning in regard to common sense and science. And William Thompson also added to the same reasoning. He said, do not imagine that mathematics is in conflict with common sense. It is the beauty of common sense. Thompson could very well be regarded as the authority on the matter since he did important work in mathematical analysis of electricity and formulation of the first and second laws of thermodynamics and did a lot to unify the emerging discipline of physics in its modern form. One of those genuinely smart, intelligent people. Of course, common sense has a role in practical everyday matters. Ronald Reagan once said, preservation of our environment is not a liberal or conservative challenge. It's common sense. It's interesting that he drew a line between political beliefs using common sense to draw that line. What's undeniable is the wisdom that all these people possessed and the agreement they shared on the importance of common sense in a variety of ways. The poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge referred to common sense when he said this, common sense is an uncommon degree in common sense in an uncommon degree is what the world calls wisdom. There's a certain wisdom in common sense. Being smart isn't the same as common sense. As Joyce Mayer, the modern author and speaker said, many sophisticated, intelligent people lack wisdom and common sense. As much as it's a, a common theme and a common way of thinking in certain circles. It's uniquely endowed. As Buddha said, believe nothing, no matter where you read it or who said it, 
no matter if I have said it, unless it agrees with your own common sense. In other words, rely on your own natural instincts. Which brings up another fascinating question. Can common sense be taught? Some people believe it's naturally given or not. The French philosopher René de Socrates spoke to this when he said, Common sense is the most fairly distributed thing in the world. Everybody thinks they have so much of it that even the people hardest to convince in everything else agree they don't need any more of it than they already have. It's difficult to teach something to someone they think they already know. Common sense has been used as a line of thought to bring an end to conflict, albeit sometimes by first escalating the conflict. Jim Abbott said, what I'm fighting for is common sense. Jim Abbott, if you don't know, is one is a one-armed baseball player and motivational speaker. He would certainly know a thing or two about overcoming adversity. But in terms of resolving conflict, Thomas Paine could well be regarded as the father of common sense, made popular, of course, by his book Common Sense, that wildly impacted the outcome of the American Revolution. Many people don't know this, but the reason that common sense was so important was that the country was so divided. Even though the Revolutionary War had begun, almost half the population of the colonies didn't want independence from Britain. Common sense was influential in changing that sentiment. In regard to common sense and conflict, Thomas Paine said this, To argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. The popular soccer player Melinda said something similar when he said, I'm learning slowly you can't argue with everybody. Common sense isn't a commonplace. Maybe Thomas Paine and Melinda were on to something. The literary critic Frank Lawrence Lucas said, The two world wars came in part like much modern literature and art, because men whose nature is to grow bored of everything became tired of common sense and civilization. I don't know, could that be true, that the answer to conflict resolution is common sense? I believe that at least in part it is. It might also be the key to humility, which is a great way to reduce conflict. As Julian Casablanca said, vanity can easily overtake wisdom. It usually overtakes common sense. If it's true, a great place to start and a worthy goal for anyone is to start with ourselves. As Thomas Edison said, the three great essentials to achieve, achieve anything worthwhile are first hard work, second stick-to-itiveness, third common sense. Thanks for joining me today. I'm the author of the book on common sense as well as Common Sense, the retold story by Thomas Paine. You can learn more about all that at the website, thebookoncommonsense.com, where I've got a bunch of different articles I've written as well as access to all the podcasts and you can learn more about the books as well as my daily podcast, the Christopher Scott Show Talk Radio Podcast. The link for that will also be in the notes below, and I'd be happy to have you join me there as well. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.